Hi, this is Joe Paterno, legendary coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions. And when I'm not letting members of my staff diddle children, I'm listening to the Sick and Wrong podcast. Go, Nittany Rapists! Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? You're looking kind of bleary-eyed. Did you have a late night last night? Lance Wackerly is not (laughs) (laughs) bleary-eyed. What, were you up all night watching uh, the GOP debates or something? Lance Wackerly was not watching his man, Herman Cain, up on the GOP (laughs) debate. Lance Wackerly watched those things at work while they were simulcast on the West Coast and the East Coast. I can tell you're watching the GOP debates because you picked up the Herman Cain Talking in the third person technique. That's presidential. You know, I think, it's, I think it is presidential, but I think it's something that you should just kind of bring into your own life. I've been, I've been trying to use As it. As should you. I, no, I have been. I've been trying to use it, you know, with uh, like my girlfriend the other day, like, got angry with me for, I don't know what it was, like, not flushing the toilet or something. And I was just like. <laughs> I think that's what you, you always say she's angry with you for some toilet issue. I think it was a toilet issue. This, well, usually it does involve the toilet. But uh, I think she brought it up. She was just like, you know, D. Simon, you didn't flush the toilet. And I was like, D. Simon did flush the toilet. You didn't <laughs> flush the toilet, woman. And I was like, that's a Herman Cain response. Yes. And it works. I think uh, we could learn a lot from that guy. But that's, that's what, what great men talk about themselves in the third person. But that's what bums me out about this GOP debates, other than the fact that it's a complete and utter farce and should be aired on Comedy Central rather than a yes, respectable true. network. That's true. And the uh, viewers should be armed with rotting vegetables, but that, that doesn't happen. But the thing that bums me out about it is Herman Cain, who's still pretty much at the top of the polls. I think, isn't he right under Mittens? Or right above mittens, depending on what day you look. He's not getting the respect he deserves because of these sexual harassment claims. And now everybody looks at him and they just think creepy pizza pervert. <laughs> creepy pizza pervert. That's a hard thing to say. <laughs> yes, it is, especially when you've been drinking. But D. Creepy. Simon can say it. D. Simon, D. Can, Simon say pizza pervert. can say the creepy pizza pervert. But that's what everybody looks at the guy. They're, they're not listening to him, even though he doesn't really have anything substantial to say. But they're not even listening. They just look at him. They've already prejudged him. He is a creepy pizza pervert. Yeah. He's kind of like the Sancho Panza of the kind of. He's like full of platitudes, you know? <laughs> but I don't think he really has anything of substance to say. Like. That 999 plan, I don't even know. What, what does it mean? My 999 plan? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Is Simon? Nine you're inches. talking about Herman Cain's 999 plan? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about my nine inches, my nine loads, and my nine bitches. <laughs> is, that, is that what it is? I, I don't even know. I'm kind of in the dark so. about the 999. I think place. that is what it's about. Every, uh, nine bitches, nine inches, and nine <laughs> stitches in every pop if he gets <laughs> elected. 
<laughs> but the, I'll vote for that. The fact of the matter is, though, and this is one one thing a president, a presidential candidate for sure, but definitely a president needs to deal with too, is when you are put on the spot like that, is how do you react? And now he's become, you know, the most, you know, he's 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 a, the front runner. He's under the spotlight. Oh yes. You know, I'm sure there's some. They're going to start digging through his past. I'm sure there's some skeletons they're going to unearth. And look Herman how Cain he's has got some it. skeletons in his closet. <laughs> Lance Wacker has skeletons in his closet, as does D. Simon. Let's not uh, put on airs here like we ain't all got skeletons here. But look how he's handling this. Bill Clinton, when this came up with Bill Clinton, you know, when Bill Clinton got his, you know, penchant for blowjobs from fat chicks, when that came out. You mean out, when he was 12 years old? <laughs> <laughs> I think that shit goes way back. But no, Bill Clinton handled it with finesse. Bill Clinton's just like sidestepped the issue. He admitted to doing it. He's like, sure, there's a little bit of vag juice on my cigar. But Herman Cain, flat out denial is oh, not yeah. going to convince the American public. Well, they didn't call him Slick Willie for nothing. I mean, he didn't just, that wasn't like a moniker that somebody just casually placed upon him. I mean, he's the slickest of the Willies. He is the slickest of the he, He's He's still the, a Slick Willie, that guy. Yeah, you know, Herman Cain could learn a lot from Bill Clinton. <laughs> Slick Willie. <laughs> I'll tell Herman Cain that when the next time I see him at the strip club. <laughs> you know it, what I'm saying? It does crack me up, though. I think they only brought up the uh, allegations. Not even the allegations, the, the settlements. Because, I mean, there were five settlements. Like of, uh, you know, $45,000, I think, was do, one. Do, do five, does the number five include the new woman who, who actually came out publicly with Gloria Allred, you know, by she, She's the fifth woman who had the largest the sum. Like, she, got, she was paid out forty five k, Which isn't a lot. Well, it's a in sizable figure. In the figure. general scheme of lawsuits against wealthy pizza men, <laughs> it's not a lot of money. The guy from Hungry Howie. Hungry Howie never had to pay out that much. I think he only paid about maybe 10K. You know why? Because Hungry Howie can eat <laughs> pussy like a fucking master. Why do you think they call him Hungry Howie? Herman Cain. Every, every eat woman the that pussy. Hungry Howie ever quote unquote harassed went away completely happy and satisfied. Herman Cain doesn't eat the pussy. Her Herman Cain fucks the pussy. Yeah, he's not so good at he's not so good at pleasing the ladies, but he he tries. So what was not, the, not like Hungry Howie? What was the deal with this this recent woman that came forward with Gloria Allred had the had the press conference? I know I know Herman Cain just flat out was like, she is lying about this incident. Herman well, Cain did not touch her inappropriately, her or he didn't even remember her, right? Yeah, I think he denied even remembering who she is. But what, what was the deal? Like, did he work with her, or what? What happened? What's the connection? It's a little weird. I mean, I think it's blown a little out of proportion, but who knows what the facts are. It seems like they weren't even working together at this point. Like, they had worked together in the past. It's not even clear if she worked for him, but just was maybe in some work relationship with him, a client uh, consultant type thing or something like that. And she lost her job. And of all people, her boyfriend at the time said... Well, don't you know Herman Cain? And he was like sort of the head of some like restaurant sort of organization, you know, coalition. What is the boyfriend implying here? I don't know. She, <laughs> yeah, but he I mean, told her. Would you tell your girlfriend this? 
You know that like powerful man. You should go ask him for a job. Maybe you would. I don't know. But, but do you he, think he made like the you know the dick in the mouth gesture when he's like asking him for a job? You should go <laughs> yeah. ask Herman Cain. You know, full on tongue poking in the cheek, <laughs> just tongue dick poking mouth. cheek. You know, and and she's like, you know, that's a damn good idea. After she slapped her boyfriend in the face, yeah. <laughs> so he said, "Well, you should go ask that guy. You know, if he can hook you up or, or introduce you to somebody who can give you another good, high-paying job." Herman Cain does not poke the cheek; he pokes the back of the throat. <laughs> it's hard to do that with your tongue on your side. Lance Wackerly cannot poke his own tongue into the back of his throat and make it stick out the back of his neck to make a funny gesture. He just cannot do that. Herman Cain pokes out the liver. <laughs> <laughs> that would be even harder. Whatever. So anyway, what happened here? She she goes and uh, gets poked. <laughs> no, you're kind of you're going getting way. Of it. Anyway, she so she goes down to visit this guy in D.C. Like like she gets a hotel room and they go out to have drinks. They go out to have dinner. It's nighttime, by the way. Uh, she's saying, hey, you know, I really admired you when we used to work together. I was hoping maybe you remembered me and you could hook me up with somebody, give me some introductions, get me a job. I recently lost my job. By the way, they're, you know, they're drinking the whole time. He had upgraded her room. You know, she got a hotel room to come visit him. Well, what do you and, think they were drinking, though? Um, like, um, are you talking like Hennessy, Cavassier? <laughs> like a, that, that kind of thing. I'm not even trying to be stereotypical. I bet you Herman Cain passes a Cavassier. Herman Cain likes Fernet. <laughs> Why would you imply otherwise? <laughs> so, I'm sure this, I'm sure, although, you know, you can be stereotypical about Herman Cain, but I'm sure this woman, this blonde skank, was like knocking back Apple Teenies or Cosmos. Yeah, she was I would, probably. I would, I would bet $90 on it. See, you know, that's what I think Herman Cain. I think Herman Cain's a lot wiser than you think he is. I think Herman Cain's really? just kind of doing this whole presidential thing. There's no way he's going to win. But once it's done, once it's, you know, they've picked their GOP candidate, Herman Cain is going to be being sponsored by St. Ides, Night Train, King Cobra. <laughs> he's just going to flow in and be like, Herman Cain, bitch, be cool. And then just drink, <laughs> you know, just a shot of Hennessy. Yeah. I, I see, see them do. I see them doing a recreation of Cloud City from you know, Empire Strikes Back <laughs> with Herman Cain. That would be money. That'd be kind of yeah. I don't know if he's related to to uh, Billy D, but they they sh- they're, they're brothers. That's for sure. Herman Cain does not need the, the the headaches of the White House. He needs to go be the mayor of Cloud City. That's exactly. That's it. That's what he should be doing. Anyway, so to, to end this ridiculously long relaying of what the facts, um, so they went to they had drinks at the hotel after he upgraded a room. They go out to have dinner. They go to this other. They they start going. You know, he's like, "Well, this night's going pretty well. I'm having a good time. You want to go to another bar?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." So you're still gonna give me that job, right? Well, he's just thinking like, "Wow, this woman had drinks with me. She let me upgrade her room. Now she wants to have more drinks. All right, let's get in this cab." They get in the cab. They're driving to the next place, right? Next bar. It's gotta be like eleven thirty at this point. And she's got. I mean, they both probably are pretty tipsy at this point. Right, come on. Herman Cain knows how to drink, but he knock back the Hennessy. <laughs> he uh so she says that he reached for her genitals. But she had a she she doesn't say that <laughs> note that she doesn't say he touched her genitals. She says he reached towards her genitals. She had a skirt on, which if I put my hand on your knee, if Lance Wackerly puts his hand on D. Simon's <laughs> knee, 
and D Simon's wearing a skirt. You could say that I was reaching for your genitals, but that doesn't really accurately represent the situation, right? I kind of putting my hand on your leg. I kind of like how Herman Kane does not give a fuck about first base. I go straight for second. <laughs> He's I just like second I mean, base was tit, or is that first base? <laughs> no, I think first base or titty. Touching the tit, touching the vag. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe second base is touching the vag, and third base is home run. I haven't thought about the bases in a while. <laughs> well, Herman Kane is a base stealer. Okay. <laughs> He's got a high on base percentage. Is that what you're saying? I don't get. What what exactly she's saying happened here? All of a sudden, like they're in the car. Next thing you know, he's fisting her. Like what? What? That's Touched what she genitals? would have you think. But I think he just put her his hand on her leg. That's that's what I read from the situation. And then she also says that he t- grabbed the back of her head and pulled it towards his crotch. Which who does that? I mean, you get. I well, mean, I think I think he just put his hand behind her head to go in for like you know to try and do the make. He was trying to put a move on this woman who he just bought dinner, upgraded her room, taking her out for drinks. We're going for more drinks. He was just trying to put a move on in the justifiably cab. so. I well, mean, how do you ever how do, as a man, D Simon, <laughs> a, D. Simon a man with is a girlfriend? A man. I've always had a problem with it. How do you make? the first move without seeming like a complete pervert. It's impossible. Are you Making asking the move is perverted. Are you asking how D Simon makes the first move? Yeah. D Simon. How do you make the move? Get out to know. Get out to know. Dude, do you got an iPad over there? <laughs> Click on the notes application. Lance Wackley has a piece of paper and a pen. <laughs> no, but it's true though. I mean, it, there's no way to make the move unless you do kind of, you just kind of have to go for it. And by going for it, it's sort of a perverted gesture. It is. And the only difference between being nailed with a sexual harassment lawsuit and winding up in the sack with some girl is if she's into you or not. Well, it's also a position of power. I, I, I think usually most of the girls that I'm going trying to make a move on, I'm either paying or, uh, <laughs> you know, I've already paid for it or, or, you know, it's just some girl I meet at a bar. Whereas, you know, she's trying to get a job here. And Herman Cain has a job that he could give her if she gives the right blowjob. I don't think he had a job to give her. He, she was just asking him for connections. Dude, I really think puts the pepperonis feel, I, on I'm the pizza. Not, Herman Cain is not Lance Wagley's favorite politician, <laughs> but I really feel for this dude. Although I do have to point out he was married at the time this happened, which is kind of a scumbag <laughs> thing to do. So he's going out for drinks and dining with this woman while he's been married this whole time. Herman Cain is not a one-woman man. Let me tell you that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you have to give men kind of a break because there is this whole thing where you got to put the move on sometime, and it kind of comes down to if she's into you, it's not sexual harassment. If she isn't into you, it is sexual harassment. Well, you know what's Am interesting about you know what's interesting about it is what is sexual harassment, and I think that's what people don't really understand. I mean, this... if, it's, if it's at work, I can see, like I don't do that shit when I'm at work, and I work with some very attractive women, and I leave them alone because I know that's fucking ridiculous. I don't even like to talk to uh to hit on bartenders because they're at work. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're they're working or waitresses. I don't fucking harass waitresses because I might not be working, but they are working, and that probably is harassment too. Well, the thing is with sexual harassment, there has to there has to be a pattern of bad behavior. 
So like let let's just say if Herman Cain patted her on the on the on the ass on her hindquarters and just kind of like smiled. A with a, I like a white woman with a very large butt. Yes. Baby for a white lady, you got some back. Slap. You know, if he did something like that once, you know, I don't even know if that would classify as sexual harassment. <laughs> but if saying, he did he this slapping anybody on the ass. No, it's, you know, name. seriously, it's that's the thing that people don't understand. Sexual harassment is actually it's an underreported because the law sets a high bar that yes. most defendants rarely win. That's why usually it's settled out of court. It's settled out of court because these guys are really wealthy and just don't want to deal with the legal woes. You know, I mean, think whoa, about it. Whoa, You're, it's Herman Cain when he has to deal with that sort of thing. Well, Herman Cain's got to be like, now nah, i got to pay my goddamn Jewish lawyer. <laughs> it's going to cost more money than it's going to be just to settle with the, you know, the slut. Or it's like, close. And then, and then there's also the, just the loss of time to be in court and have your name dragged through the mud and this and that. But they, but they say it's, I mean, there's a strict standard. I mean, simple teasing, offhand comments, or isolated incidents, which seems like what, what occurred here with Herman Cain and the genitalia grabbing, they don't rise to the level unless they're very serious. Harassment is against the law only when it's so frequent or severe that it creates a hostile work environment. I mean, Herman Cain didn't even work with this lady. No, they were meeting outside of work so to get her another job, really. Yeah, I mean, there has to be a pattern of bad behavior in order I mean, to prove sexual This is harassment. something I think people people also conflate um, sexual assault in sexual harassment. Exactly. I mean, so well, he didn't he didn't sexually assault her because the other the part of the story that I didn't relay, but I probably should, is when he re- grabbed her leg and reached for the back of her head. She immediately said, "What are you doing? I this is not what I'm interested in. I'm just here to get a job." And he immediately stopped and drove her back to her hotel room. So he did not like trying to overpower her or, you know, God forbid, rape her. But even even before rape happens, there's he like forcible sort of sexual assault. And this wasn't that either. You know, so, as soon as he was shut down, he shut himself down. What was her claim then? I mean, she just claimed that she was harassed sexually or touching appropriately. Yeah. Well, and you that- know, that he har- yeah, that he harassed her, that he reached didn't touch her genitalia, reached for her genitalia. Hmm. And well, who a, uni- hasn't done that? a University of Michigan study uh, that was recently published said that more than 50% of women reported at least one incident of harassment at work during a 12 month period. 50%? 50%. But victims don't come forward often because they feel embarrassed or fear reta- retaliation. So if you think about it. Well, Lance Wackerly really doesn't know. I mean, I've. I've probably can honestly say I've never been sexually harassed at work by a woman, but maybe it is happening all the time. And just these women that I know, you're just so oblivious to it. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. But Wackerly, you work with a lot of hot chicks. Like seriously, you're, I applaud your boss for this. I laud your boss for hiring his hiring standards. I wish my company had the same hiring standards. If I was, you know what it is though? I, I have two male sort of superiors and one female. And the one male is like the greatest, nicest guy ever and would never like act untoward at all. The one guy is kind of, uh, you know, sort of fancies himself a ladies' man. And so it's him hiring women because he thinks they're cute. And then, and then the woman's hiring women because she wants more women in the workplace. But somehow the, the Venn diagram of both of them together 
we never end up with any like unattractive women. They're always yeah, okay, like they're but... competent, but they're attractive and competent. And oh my god, every day I came come home from work with blue balls. No, seriously, I've I can't been, take it anymore. I've been to your office and I was just filled with just jealousy because you go into my office and there's maybe two attractive women that work there out of like 150 people. Whereas like your office, I mean, it's you have like probably what 50 people, 60 people? No, like 15. I thought you. I thought your company was bigger. Okay, so you no, have like 15 no. people, but 20 people, but there's like, I mean, half of the people there are hot chicks. It's unbelievable. it's unbelievable. It's a third at least. So let let's say, Wackerly, hypothetically speaking, this is uh, you know, this is almost a thought experiment here. Let's say one of the hot girls that you work with, young, just started, you know, maybe recent Stanford graduate, she starts working at your company and she takes a shine to you. And she Well, they all take a shine to me. Come on. Okay, but Look she's pursuing Lance, Lance you. Wackerly has a shine upon him that is taken to <laughs> by most of the female species. Lance Wackerly's gonna go get his shine box for the ladies. <laughs> so let's say she's pers- like aggressively pursuing you to the point where it's like, you know, she's you don't want to date a girl at work because obviously there's the whole sh- you don't shit where you eat credo yeah. that we all live I take by. that extremely seriously. Lance Wackerly takes that extremely seriously. Which I, I take issue with. I, I think a, a drunken, isolated drunken night, I'd shag a girl I work with for sure. But you wouldn't just because you feel it's going to lead to some awkwardness or embarrassment in the I don't future. think you understand what, what it's like to work for a company that has 15 or 20 people. That's why I think you say that. It's yeah, a different I mean, world. It's a different adults. world, D. Simon. You're adults. You're not in high school. There's not going to be letter passing. She's not going to write on your, you know, her Facebook update saying, "Oh my God, it sucked last night. I have such a headache, and now I got to get a pregnancy test from Lance Wackerly." <laughs> <laughs> Lance Wackerly and me both have to take the same sick day, so Lance Wackerly can drive me to the abortion clinic. It's not good. But okay, let's say she started leaving like Polaroids of her, you know. Wearing suggestive clothing, bikini, titties out. I would like, have to shut that down. You would shut it down. You wouldn't. Yes. You wouldn't just like take advantage of it one time. You know, the, I, the my Lance Wackerly's last gasp might be to say, "Look, you're very attractive, very intelligent, <laughs> a very charming young woman." Would there be and like if some happy days music? If you're this, if you're so into Lance Wackerly that you really want to pursue this. You need to like go find another place of employment, and then we will, you know, fuck like monkeys. So you would like make her quit, quit the job, so you guys wouldn't be working together. I wouldn't make her quit the job. That would be sexual harassment. I would just say, look, if if the job is more important to you than you know the Lance Wackercock, then let's shut this down. If the Wackercock's more important to you, then you need to go work someplace else. Then we can get it on. <laughs> I guess, you know, that's I mean, how I would approach it. But men, men can be sexually harassed as well. You know, I was reading a statistic. It said that in the past 15 years, the number of men filing sexual harassment complaints has doubled. So if I was Herman Cain, I would flip it on the bitch. Uh-huh. I would counter sue. And I think if, if Herman Cain had done that, I think if Herman Cain would have been like, you know what? I'm going to sue you for defamation of Herman Cain's character. Well, yeah. I mean, defamation is different than sexual harassment. Yeah, I would have said I was going to. I would. I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to sue you for sexual harassment and defamation of character. (laughs) 
because <laughs> this this blonde bitch with a fine ass booty got Herman Cain drunk, and her vagina tried to suck my hand up. Her vagina just was looking at me, snapping, and then and I put my hand sort of near her, and next thing you know, it's in between her thighs. And Herman Cain said, "No, I, I am not interested in this." Exactly. And, you know, I think if he would have done something like that, America would be looking at him differently than they are now. And unfortunately, I bet you there's only going to be maybe two or three more debates left. So what I'm saying, people, is enjoy Herman Cain while he lasts. (laughs) I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him when he's not up on that. I mean, Rick Perry's all fun and games, too. It's great to watch him, but it's kind of like watching an old man with Alzheimer's, you know? it's Yeah, I was going to say, laughing at Rick Perry is kind of like laughing at a retarded person. Yeah, exactly. It's It's, it's amusing for a couple seconds, but then you just feel dirty. Herman Cain, like, I would love to see Obama and Herman Cain just debating. Like, if he ever just... By some twist of fate, he ended up getting the GOP nomination. Ugh, God, it'd make my day. Hey, great. it still could happen. Well, we shall see. But if I were you, Herman Cain, I'd countersue. I'd countersue right now. I think you should. Uh, people, this is episode uh, 303 here, Sick and Wrong. Quick recap of last week's show. Uh, we did two listener stories. Uh, one was about the fancy Russian corpse party, which, uh, Wackley, have you seen? There's been new details emerging about that. Yeah, but I, I didn't find any of the new de- details that interesting. I mean, I just skimmed the articles. Was there anything super cool or, or fun about it? I, the only I, thing I really noticed is uh, is that, uh, well, they were talking about how the guy would sleep at the cemeteries and was obsessed with cemeteries, but there were lots of pictures. And so there are pictures of all the uh, women oh, in yeah. their outfits. Yeah, so. the, pi- the photos were good. You're right. It was great. And the second one was about uh, things to do with a dead horse, and it was couples that... Um, that that couple in Oregon that ends up uh, desecrating the corpse of a dead horse. Uh, the the story that won was the uh, fancy Russian corpse party. Apparently, that was more sick and wrong than uh, than defiling a dead horse. So, mm. congratulations there, uh, listener number one. You won episode three hundred two. People, you know the way sick and wrong works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news items of the week here on the show. Audience votes, and winner gets a sick and wrong care package. Send your story to sickandwrongpodcast.hotmail.com. Submit them via Twitter or Facebook. And if you do win, just send me an email, and I'll send you a sick and wrong care package. I live up to my word. D. Simon lives up to his word. <laughs> well, Wackerly, we got a few uh, good stories here for episode 303. Before we get to that, here's a word from audible.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar and drink... So the first listener story here for episode 303 was sent in by Pat. Pat writes, I would have taken it too and made a hat. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Um, Pat's referring to a dead lion carcass that he would have taken and made a, a lion shaped hat out of. Yay, lion. <laughs> I don't know how a lion hat would look, but I bet you'd be kind of cool. 
be known. It'd be very Norse, Nordic. Yeah, but you'd have street cred, that's for sure. Yeah. It'd be kind of uh, badass, especially if you killed it yourself. Um, Headline here is, Knuckleheads charged in theft of lion carcass. A cops had shot the animal freed from an Ohio compound. You know, if I was one of the, the, the subjects here of this article, I would have been rather upset that they, they called me a knucklehead in the title of the story. First what of exactly all, does knucklehead mean anyways? I don't even know. I don't, I, where did, did that term come from? Like the 1920s? I mean, who wrote this article? Like Andy Rooney? Like this were, is there just, sort of, were there deformed like babies that their head actually looked like a knuckle? I don't know. Or was it you got punched too much, and so your face just had knuckle impressions all over it? Mm. You know? It's a sound theory. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, this journalist took it upon himself to refer to these guys as knuckleheads, which I would have been upset about. I would probably would have written to the journalist and called him a townie journalist or something. Is it a direct, is it a quote? Is it in quotation marks, knucklehead? No, it's the headline. Knuckleheads charged in theft of lion carcass. So it's the reporter is editorializing. Yeah, this is is definitely the reporter's uh, artistic license. And they wonder why journalism is the dying, you know, business. uh, This is just uh, last week. It came out that a quintet of young Ohio men were playing poker last month when they learned that dozens of wild animals had been set free in a neighboring city. You might recall when this happened. This is about a month ago in a city called Zanesville, Ohio. Uh, this man, Terry Thompson, I guess was suicidal, ended up shooting himself. But right before he did that, he released lions, his collection, his entire exotic pet collection of lions, tigers, bears, and wolves. Just let him go to terrorize oh, the city. Tear bear. Why'd you do that? I think he was going through some kind of divorce or something or found his wife cheating on him and uh, he was just verklempt. And next thing you know, he's releasing the menagerie to terrorize the town. Was his wife cheating with like the orangutan that he had? (laughs) (laughs) Something or a zebra. I don't know. That would irk me. But um, but but the, the thing is, is I think he had in his suicidal... You know, drug-addled mind. He he had this like idea that these lions and tigers just tear through the city, just killing women and children. But really, they were just confused. Wandered maybe ten feet outside their cages, until all the Ohio police force came in and just mowed them down, just slaughtered them, just slaughtered them. Just I mean, this must have been a field day Hunted for the them. cops. <laughs> you know, what I mean, happened to all them animals? They did, well, I think they only like saved like three, and it was just a pure holocaust. I mean, cops had spent five hours just shooting lions, tigers, and could you imagine? I bet you they had like the hugest boner they've ever had because they they probably only got to shoot what like the most exotic animal would be like a porcupine maybe or a badger, and now and now <laughs> they get to now they get to go out and uh, be like, dude, I just shot a lion in the face. Right, pretty rad. So this Good was day to be on the force. So this was happening in Zanesville, Ohio. But these the quintet of young men were in a city called Cambridge, which is about twenty miles away. And they heard on the news, and they're just like, "Dude, there's like dozens dozens of wild animals just running free in Zanesville. Let's check it out." And I could totally see myself doing that. Do you think you would have done that? And because we grew up in small towns, of course. So like t- we grew up in neighboring really ever small happens. towns. If something exciting happens, you got to go check it out, even if you might end up with your face ripped off. 
Well, but this is like a typical night in these small towns. Like I remember like on the weekends, even during the week, it was just like there's nothing to do. So you go to your friend's house and you play poker or you play uh, Euchre, which is a, a very popular Midwestern, horrible Midwestern card game. And so, yeah, if you heard something on the news, I'd be like, dude, this is awesome. Let's go check it out. Which sounds sure. like uh, this kind of sounds like what uh, these guys did. So the, the group piled. I think they were high at the time. I think they're really high because there's not much to do in Ohio except for get high. But if you're really high, then you don't believe that you really heard it on the news. You know, somebody's like, dude, did they just say that like there's wild animals out there or am I just stoned? <laughs> and then somebody else who didn't actually see the news report says, what, dude, you're high. There's no but you animals. Know or, or you're really, really high and you're just like, hey, Lance, dude, this would be awesome. Let's go check out these wild animals that are running around and go see them. And then you'd be I'm like, gonna, yeah, I'm that would be awesome. Get, make one a pet, dude. And then I'll have like a pet panther on a leash. And, a, and, and next thing you know, you'd laid. be talking about it five hours later, <laughs> never having moved from the couch. <laughs> you, you, know? might, you might move to Taco Bell because at some point <laughs> you would transition into talking about nachos. And you would so, forget that the whole conversation was about released dangerous wild dangerous animals. Dangerous wild animals. So, but, the, but these guys actually did go. They, they piled into Richard Weedlick's Jeep Cherokee at about 11 p.m. and drove 25 miles from Cambridge to Zanesville. Uh, one of the uh, passengers here, Joseph Jacobson, he said that he and his cronies planned to photograph the animals. That was the plan. Just photograph the animals in the wild when they arrived in Zanesville. But uh, when they got there, the group came across a dead lion, which was surrounded by three other cars whose occupants were holding the animal's head up, posing for photos. Uh, the animal had blood seeping from its head and its mouth. Mm-hmm. Total Facebook photo there. That's, that's a profile pic. That's a profile pic, dude. Dead lion in your hands. Yeah, you know. Um, that's when Weedlick, uh, who is the driver of the vehicle, he's 20, and his cousin... Um, 21-year-old Brian Matthews said, why not take the dead lion? They decided to just take the dead lion with them. Uh, Jacob said Were they going to give it like a warrior's burial, you know? Like, we must honor the lion's spirit. They, they had plans for this lion. I guess um, the, 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 the guy Weedlick here said he had some ideas for the lion, including making a rug for his house or perhaps stuffing it. Um, he said Weedlick and Matthews were just living in the moment. These two guys. See, this is another thing about stoner people. Is they get some big idea, and then it just becomes a fucking albatross around the neck of everybody who lives with them. So, like, you know, they're going to take this lion home. Like, we're going to either make a rug, or we're going to stuff it, dude. And then, like, three weeks later, you know, it's you're just... coming home from your job. The lion's just still there, fully, like, not even, you know... Just rotting, just rotting yeah, in the rotting. corner. Yeah, because like, you're too lazy you to do anything. You guys said you were to do something with this. What's up? You, you, oh, you yeah, actually got to, but I got to go apply for this job as a dishwasher today. I can't get to it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, do you actually think these guys have jobs? I, no. I doubt it. <laughs> well, every once in a while they go out and half-heartedly, half-acidly look for one, I'm sure. Um, I guess uh, Weedlick here said that it took uh, the two guys about 30 minutes of messing around with the lion carcass to get into the car's hatchback trunk here. <laughs> just um, a couple knuckleheads messing around. Just messing around with a lion carcass. That's all we're doing here. Uh, he said that uh, he and the Jeep's other two occupants did not touch the lion 
and recalled telling Weedlick and Matthews, who were the duo messing around with it, not to take it because it's nasty. Um, you know, it, I agree with him. It is nasty to have a bloody lion carcass shoved in the back of your car. But you know what's even nastier? Is now he's going to make his friends sit next to it. Because that Jeep Cherokee, I mean, isn't it like it fold down so everybody, the three passengers, are on the back seat with this dead lion, right? I assume that's pretty a close proximity. I mean, I guess I it'd really be... Know. I don't really have a good sense of how big a lion is because I haven't been to the zoo since I was like 15. They're pretty big creatures. I bet you they probably weigh 300 pounds. I mean, they're large. Maybe larger. more. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they're like the size of a hippopotamus. They're like... But they're big. Well, because they had, you're, you're using animals, other animals that I don't know the size of, to try and tell me the size of something. How many, how many like border collies are we talking about? That's something I can. I bet you it would be eight border collies to one lion. Hmm. You think? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. You're telling me. But but they're they're large mammals. They're large. The other thing about the hippopotamus is usually when you see it in the zoo, most of it's underwater. So that's hard to gauge also. They kind of look like turds with legs. I never liked hippopotamuses. They do. They do. They, they, well, hippopotami, whatever. They just look like floating turds, whereas at least a lion doesn't look like that. Um, but yeah, so the, these guys like basically made their friends. I would have been upset about that. I would have been like, dude, I'm not sitting next to that fucking dead lion. I mean, I guess it's better than a dead walk. hooker but uh, or dead hitchhiker. But a dead lion, I mean, still, it's kind of gross. They had to drive all the way 25 miles back to Cambridge with this, this dead lion. Well, the fact of the matter is they didn't actually make it out, even out of the, uh, the uh, parking lot, because uh, the cops thwarted the heist. Uh, cops <laughs> rolled up and discovered that the men had loaded up the dead lion into the Jeep and were, were quote-unquote, trying, in fact, to steal the lion. Um. I don't know if it's really a crime. Like, are they really stealing? It's a dead animal. Well, I guess it is. It's still well, the property. This is what I don't understand. The cops shot the lion, but they like just left the corpse sort of laying around unattended. Like, don't when you shoot something like that, don't you just sort of go deal with the body quickly? Or were these guys so high that the cops were standing like fifteen feet away, and they just didn't notice while they're trying to lift this lion into their truck? I think what happened is the cops were somewhat overwhelmed. At the the wild beasts that were roaming about, you it know, was ten like feet Noah's away from Ark was unleashed. Yeah, like stone, ten feet away right? from their cages, so they're just going around, just you know, big boners and fucking shotguns, just blowing away these animals, just enjoying it. You know, this living mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And then, meanwhile, they probably just left the carcasses, you know, peppered throughout the guy's uh, property. And these dudes drove up, and they're like, "Sweet dude, dead lion. Let's put it in the trunk, man." But they took too long. I mean, they probably they almost got away, right? Well, it it's like. you know it probably weighs a lot, and it took thirty minutes of messing around to get. And it's just two. And it's funny too because it, it wasn't a team effort here. It was just two of the dudes, and the other guys were like, "Man, that's fucking nasty." Have fun. with I that. picture blues traveler coming out of the Jeep Cherokee's stereo system. Yeah, I, 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 mainly, I, mainly because all the stoners I knew in high school drove Jeep Cherokees, and so every Jeep Cherokee I've ever been in has had Blues Traveler playing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, these guys are younger, so I imagine it seems like the youngins today are always into gangsta rap. Hmm. It's, you know, I bet I you there so. was like, yeah, I bet you there's some, you know, um, I don't know, uh, young Jeezy coming from that stereo while they're like, know that person, young what about Jeezy, Drake? what does he sound like? 
I, yeah, I think he's more like R and B, but maybe. Oh, I mean, maybe they're hear thinking, that guy's name all the time. Maybe they're like feeling kind of sexy, so they put on some slow R and B while they're trying to haul the dead lion carcass. <laughs> maybe they're actually going to fuck the lion. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with the um, with the animal still in the jeep, the deputies escorted the vehicle to Terry Thompson, who's the the owner of the animal's property. A rope was then tied to the lion, and deputies just pulled it out of the bloodstained vehicle. Um, the escapade resulted in uh, misdemeanor theft charges being filed against all five of the dudes um, that were involved. Each faces up to six months in jail and a $1,000 fine if convicted of lion theft. It's kind of a cool <laughs> thing to have on your uh, record. Is that a specific charge, lion theft? It's lion theft. That's what they would be charged with, yeah. Wow. Well, it's probably theft, misdemeanor, misdemeanor theft, but theft of a lion. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. I mean, be like, yeah, you know, I got arrested once. Trying to steal a lion. It's kind of badass. That's so, kind of why I would fuck it. Because <laughs> I'd be like, I fucked an animal once. I fucked a lion. A male lion. Was it a male or a female? Uh, you know, they, they have they the giant mane. They, no, <clears throat> they don't actually specify here. Hmm. You know, you know, it's interesting. Uh, one of uh, I'd like to be known as the lion fucker. <laughs> I guess if you're gonna fuck an animal, you might as well fuck like the the, the king of the the king of the beasts. Something you know? scary and vicious. That's why I don't get why people are always fucking sheep. I mean, it's like a, it's a sheep. Yeah, but you probably wouldn't or fuck chickens, the lion if it was alive, chickens. huh? You probably wouldn't fuck the lion if it was alive. No, but people don't need to know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the sick and wrong star scale, would you have stolen a dead lion if you're walking down the street? And you're just waiting. You're like, holy shit, there's a dead lion here. Would you have taken it? I wouldn't want to deal with all the uh, bullshit, you know, with skinning it and all that crap. But uh, I would like to have a lion skin rug. That would be pretty badass. I guess it would be kind of uh, impressive to have a lion skin rug, but more so than a bear skin rug. Imagine fucking a woman on the lion. That's almost as good. I kind of agree with the the dude that sent the story in. I would have just taken it, maybe just sawed its head off and just hollowed it out and just fucking lion mask head hat thing. <laughs> but you you're know? grossed out by the rotting, but not the rotting head. No, you know how they used to do that in like, uh, I don't know, caveman days? They would just Conan have- Conan style. Conan style, <laughs> like with the head, you know, and the mouth on your forehead and just like right. draped over and you're just like- okay, you're, And then you could go to like the DMV or the post office and be like, oh, Really? You're going to charge me how much for a stamp? You get the lion When I was head. in Alaska, they sell sort of wolf hats like that um, in the downtown of Anchorage. I have a picture of one. Not as scary, but pretty cool. Maybe I'll pick you one up. You know what? You should. And then when I have uh, intercourse with my girlfriend, I could just be like, I got to wear the wolf hat or I can't get hard. <laughs> <laughs> what does she have to wear? Nothing. Snow rabbit, she, she snow just has bunny to, hat. She just has to deal with me boning her with a wolf hat on my head. Mm. I can see that. So, so on the second wrong star scale, you know they, these guys kind of failed miserably here. I, I picture them just be stoners listening to Dave Matthews or Blues Traveler or whatever. Now they got a bloody jeep and they're going back just failure. And now they got to pay a thousand dollars for lion theft. But the fact that each, they each or or do they can they pool the thousand bucks? No, each it's thousand dollars a piece. And possibly six months in jail. Mm-hmm. So just because it's it, the fact that these stoners were like, let's go down there and, and do this, and they actually did it, even though they didn't accomplish, I'm going to give this a 3.5. 
I'm giving it a four because I really do want the rug. <laughs> I wonder what the cops are going to do with the bodies. Somebody that, should get a rug. That's the thing. The cops probably are going to do that. I bet you the chief of police is going to have a lion skin rug. What do you have here for the second story for episode 303? Um, I have a story of... A misguided young man. And mo- as most misguided young men, he's been misguided by his penis. At least that's what I'm that's how what I what I'm reading into the story. Tense, Sent tense in to, from Casey uh via Facebook. Tends to be a common theme here for most sick and wrong stories. Misguided by the penis. Yeah. And Casey says silly kids in their new cutting edge sex acts. Pun intended. Uh, um so this guy, his name is, uh, what is his name? <laughs> Shit. I forgot to circle it. Um, anyway, he's a kid. He's 18. He actually lives in Arizona. I think because he's 18, um, maybe they're not sh- saying his name. But that they should say his name is 18. Maybe it happened when he was under 18. Okay, so this 18-year-old kid lives in Arizona. He lives in Arizona. He goes online, which is another thing that will um, quite often lead young men astray, the internet. Um, Devil's and he meets playground. A couple, he meets a couple of girls. One is uh, 22. One is 20. Uh, the 22-year-old's name is Rebecca Chandler, and the 20-year-old is, is – her real name is Raven Larrabee. You would think that would be enough of a gothic, goth-type name, but she actually goes by Scarlet. For, from Raven blood. to Scarlet? Yeah. God. You know, these are a couple of uh, straight-up Wiccan bitches. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like the perfect goth stripper name, Raven. And these these ladies, they live in, uh, I believe, in, in Wisconsin. So, as a young man being guided by his penis will do, he took the bus from Arizona all the way to Wisconsin to meet up with these chicks. Now, that guy and, is hard up, dude. Yeah. Little did he know he was headed towards the pit of ultimate darkness. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the female manservant Hecubus and Sir Simon Milligan. Do, does it say what site he met these girls on? It does not. I wish it Damn did. It. But I, I'm assuming it's like Arrowhead, like a drug site or some other goth. I mean, there's got to be a million goth. I bet there's like goth personal sites, right? sites you know, like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure he probably went on that like, you know beautifulwitches.com or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satanic so um, He gets there. It's a little it's a little unclear what happened what's happened, but uh I'll tell you what what is known. So the cops um responded to a report of a possible stabbing <laughs> at the apartment <laughs> complex in Wisconsin. <laughs> and officers found the Arizona man bleeding from the neck, arms and back. He told cops that after arriving at the home of a woman he met online, he was quote, bound and was stabbed numerous times over a time frame of what he described as two days. Wow. (laughs) I assume they have very dark curtains and don't let any light into their pit of ultimate, you know, apartment darkness. Well, you know what people need to realize is this happens all the time with online relationships. Yeah. Beware. This is actually a better, (laughs) it might might be a better uh, outcome because these girls are kind of cute. At least the pictures are mug shots. So I assume their online sort of avatars were were even hotter because women always choose 
the most flattering and unrealistic picture of themselves. I wonder right? if they're like posed, you know, in, in you know, scantily clad, covered in blood and like with daggers. Oh, yes, I assume so. Yeah, it's kind of He was hot. transported to the hospital and he was estimated that uh, the number of wounds he had was in excess of 300. <laughs> he suffered mul- multiple puncture wounds as well as lacerations and slash wounds to his back, face, arms, legs, and neck. No Jesus. mention of the genitalia. <laughs> Luckily. Yeah, I know. If, if he has this many wounds on his body, I hate to see what his scrote looks like. Well, they would mention scrote, right, if he got stabbed in the scrote. So maybe these girls have sort of a sense of decorum. I don't know. <laughs> or shitty there was, uh, they So they get into the apartment, right, and they discovered um, bloody duct tape, which was fashioned in a manner that appeared to be a restraint as well as a bloody length of rope. Um, the girl, the older one, Rebecca Chandler is 22. Um, the cops are sort of surrounding the building and she comes out and says, I think you are here looking for me. (laughs) She told the cops that she had engaged in sexual relations with the Arizona man. See right there. That's better than 90% of online interaction with between men. Well, at least they actually had sex. Yeah. Or sexual relations. That could be a hand job, right? Um, and she said that the cutting was consensual, but that it got quickly out of hand. On on whose part? Like all of a sudden, like when she was she like a shark when she sees blood, it's like feeding frenzy. I think so. And they didn't have a safe word, apparently. Yeah, no, or band aids. <laughs> that is my safe word, band aid. <laughs> Band-Aid, Band-Aid! But, you know, if you think about it, though, this guy, like, before I was saying he's really hard up, but this dude's, like, what, 17, 18 years old, lives in Arizona, and now he meets one chick who's like, do you want to come to Wisconsin and have sex with me and my friend? I think I would have probably taken that bus, too. If I had a week off of work, you know, I probably would have. Especially being that age, I'd be like, wow, two hot goth chicks I've met on this site, both of them probably sending, they're probably sexting each other, maybe sending nudie pics. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I think I probably would have fallen into this 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 black widow trap myself. Yeah, they're they're sexting the picture of their their boobs and their vaginas. Their and they're like, you want to come in fill in our holes in real life? Oh hell yeah, you'd be there. Of course, I do dude. that right now probably. You know we're men, and that's what. <laughs> but men the do. question is, when the rumpy bumpy starts and it's going good, and then she's like, "Are you into cutting?" And you're like, "Uh, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> See that, yeah, that, that. Or do you, or do you put your foot down when when the cutting suggestion starts? Yeah, he should not have uh, done that. Although, although you know, for all you know, he's probably some retarded goth kid too, like Twilight Vampire guy. I'd be like, I'm into scratching. You want to like scratch me <laughs> lightly, lightly, not too hard. Well, I think that's what happened. I think he thought, like, you know, this is, like, the greatest thing ever. I'm fucking both these chicks. Oh, what, they want to cut? Like, maybe I'll get some anal later if I let them <laughs> cut me. And then what you don't do is you – I don't let a girl tie you up, especially if you don't know her very well. Yeah, that, that then you've lost general You've lost the hand in this sexual yeah. relationship. Your hand's basically tied up, and you can't yeah, stop the cut. literally. <laughs> so these wicked bitches, like, yeah, they cut the shit out of him. I mean, I don't know if he was screaming or what. There's no report of neighbors saying, like, yeah, there was, was a horrifying, we thought some guy was being murdered, which I guess he kind of was on his way. And uh, she, this Rebecca Chandler woman, is blaming it on Scarlett. 
Which, if you look at the pictures, you can kind of tell that Scarlet is the more nutty one. Wait, she has Michelle um, Bachman eyes? Kind of, yeah, but she doesn't look like a, a you know, a, a fembot like <laughs> Bachman does. I said fembot because I wanted to think of the literary. Oh, Stepford Wife. Right? Stepford, oh, okay. So she's but I could only think of Austin Powers. <laughs> They well, listen to this. So they they get into their place. Listen to their reading. Uh, they got quite the library there. Dur- during a, uh, a search of the apartment, investigators seize copies of the Necromantic Ritual book and the Werewolf's Guide to Life, which the article points out is a humor book. Um, they uh, the former book promises to enable readers to quote share consciousness with the Angel of Death. <laughs> Uh, paperwork was seized that uh, was described as the seven pentacles of planets and there was additionally a black folder was described as an intro to sigilborn spirits an apparent reference to the sigilborn metaphysical entities that are occultic practitioners they're just making up words now of necromancy uh, the purported ability to contact the dead so Scarlet's in jail. Were there any Judy uh, Bloom books on the shelf? <laughs> no, not that they felt the need to point out the article. Because <laughs> then but I would be like, okay, were. now it's balancing out. You know, maybe sometimes she's got her little goth reading or little Wiccan books, and then other times she's reading about Fudge. Yeah, and his crazy right. exploits. A copy of Gourmet magazine that's a couple months old. Yeah, or you know, something, some variety. But now the fact that they're all slanted towards like werewolf. Magazine and uh, and necromantic, right? You know, I, I met rituals. You know, I bet you the, the, these girls definitely kind of were a little too into their their role playing. <laughs> you know, there was Twilight up on that bitch too, but they didn't. For say sure, that. there had to be. <laughs> so Scarlett is in there on a hundred thousand dollar bond, and Chandler, I guess, because she's older, How is on a hundred fifty thousand dollar bond. Huh? How did he escape? They don't say that either. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I suspect is that Rebecca, because she seems like she's a little freaked out by it and she's blaming Scarlet, maybe like released his bonds and then he ran out. And then she was like, oh shit, now we're going to go to jail. I didn't really think that through. Yeah, um, I, you know, I don't know. Once again, I love the way this article ends, just the sheer cluelessness of the reporter. Or maybe it's tongue-in-cheek when they do this stuff. It says, search warrants do do not indicate why the Arizona man traveled to Milwaukee or what (laughs) he expected to happen upon arrival. In a post earlier today on his Facebook wall, the man offered a one-note update, one-word update, stitches. (laughs) What could he be going to Milwaukee for? I don't know. It's a mystery. We'll never know. We'll never find out. Just bewildered. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I'm, I am, like, rigidly against any kind of, like, cutting or tying up or whatever in the sack. First of well, all, I kind of... usually isn't a sex thing, right? It's something that, like, like depressed women do by themselves. No, no. I mean, it's it's a, it is a, sexualized. It's a but... sex thing. Um, oh, one yeah. of... Um, I had a friend... Well, it's one of my girlfriend's friends... She's she's in a lesbian relationship and they're really into cutting. Like, apparently, lesbians are super into cutting. It's like a sex thing that they do. And uh, no, they like while having sex. Well, like I don't know if they're like in mid scissor kicking and they're just slicing their, each other's ankles up or something. I don't know, but it's a big thing in the lesbian community. Cutting, huh? Really? Yeah. So I imagine these two girls probably you know cut each other up. And the kids today, the kids today love to cut. And the reason being is because of the. 
you know what? It, it's because there's so many vampire movies, and they, they they have this fantasy. Have you noticed that? I don't think it has anything to do with the vampire movies. I think it's like I can't feel anything, man, because I grew up in the suburbs and I have this totally white bread, Wonder Bread like lifestyle. And I you don't see, it's like an no... emo outlet. Yes, this thing, this emotional like release. But maybe there's you know, multiple types of cutting because I didn't know about the lesbian thing. But you read about you read about all these like uh, you know a woman just goes nuts thinking she's a vampire or some dude thinks he's a vampire and so I think they they've developed this like a new fetish amongst the youth. Sure, I don't know. I, I think and I, I bet you this kid's like, all right, you know, I'm into a little bit of blood play, a little bit of <laughs> cutting. Play. Next thing you know, three hundred cuts. I'm, there had to have been something to his anus or taint. You know, they probably near or, or something. I mean, it's least. just not. Yeah. I mean, well, what do you do with your body at that point? Do you have to like just soak in a bath full of peroxide? Something painful like that. I don't know. Cutting is just sea not salt. sexy. Just roll around in salt. So, so to me, on the Zigarong star scale, I'm going to give this five stars because this is a fate worse than death. I would be horrified. I would be absolutely. First of all, if any, if any if any chicks wanted to have sex with me after this happened, you know, and all these scars, I'd just tell them that I fucked a lion. That's where all the cuts <laughs> came from. And just the germs, I would be so. Fr- I'm giving it five stars. I give it five. Yeah, now that you mention the germs, you know, these chicks' apartment was filthy. Yeah, just yeah, it just it, always is. Right? I don't picture it to be like Dexter's kill room in there. They probably have like three cats, and there's just uh, toxoplasmosis all over the place. He's gonna get an inf- at least one of these cuts is gonna get infected. Yeah, and Five. I bet you, I bet Five you they're stars. probably playing like Tori Amos in the background. <laughs> do goths listen to Tori Amos? I don't know. Wiccans do. <laughs> is she like the leader of the witches? Is she? I don't know. She, you know, I actually, she was her just music. Canadian. Her music makes me want to cut my wrists. <laughs> Would you have sex sex with Tori Amos? Yeah, no, I totally would. Yeah, so would yeah. I. I just hate her. I hate her songs and her voice. Yeah, I just hate everything about her. Well, people, we we invite you to decide who won episode three hundred three here. Just go vote. Sick and wrong podcast dot com. Whack, we got a few phone calls here and an email that hope, hopefully we'll have time to get to. Uh, people can call Sick and Wrong Hotline at two zero six 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 three eight four six. Uh, before we get to the first call, here's a word from our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire's crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. It's December. Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at AdamEve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys. Hallelujah. So we got a few calls here to the Sick and Wrong hotline. The first call um, is about a wedding that happened on Halloween. You know, that's another goth thing, is to have your wedding on Hallow's Eve. I mean, would you do? Would you ever do that? Even if it was like an no. ideal date? Would I mean, if it was like an ideal time, like the venue was open, they were like, "Oh, we can give you a discount," and blah blah blah, and you know, this it's really no. just an ideal opportunistic time. But yet, it would be on Halloween. No, 
<laughs> you just wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, because it would just ruin it. Not that I love Halloween or anything, but then it would just interfere with Halloween every year thereafter. But That's you'd never you forget your anniversary. When you pick your wedding day is you get, you're going to have to deal with that for the rest of your life. Yeah, but you'd never forget your anniversary. And then you could just give her, like, I don't know, a bowl full of candy corn. Happy anniversary, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I hope this is on the tip of my penis later. What up, sick and wrong? What's going on? Just uh, listen to 301 there. Yeah, I don't really care about the whole celebrity thing. You guys want to fucking show up, that's cool. But uh, I just thought I'd call and share with you my little exciting Halloween weekend. Uh, I had to go to this wedding, but it wasn't like a wedding anybody wanted. The couple tried to, like, elope, and then my family forced them to, like, do a wedding. So that was kind of interesting. But the fun part was what happened. My cousin, um, he's kind of pissed off about that. And so the night before his wedding, got really fucking plastered and punched through a patio door, like a glass door, completely fucked the shit out of his hand, right? Gushing blood, tore up all the shit, like had to get stitches. So on all... I don't understand why he would become violently upset about it. Why not just say, well, fuck you. I'm going to go leave and elope anyway. Uh, well, you know, people and their families, there's always something going on. I suppose. But, I mean, if he gets this upset about this, I wonder why, like, growing up with this guy, he must have just, like, I mean, you probably didn't want to. What if you, like, you know, ate the last can of SpaghettiOs? I wonder how he reacted to that. Punch the glass! <laughs> Everything. Punch the glass. Shut off his Legend of Zelda game accidentally. Ooh, that one's pretty bad. <laughs> Let's see what happens. His new wedding photos. He's got, like, this hand gushing blood wrapped up in gauze. That's kind of cool. You can, like, see that it's all fucked up. There's, like, blood on the, dre- on the wedding dress because it was, like, bleeding that bad still. <laughs> Just spurting <laughs> everywhere. But do, don't, don't white trash have doctors? I mean, I don't understand. Like, could he go to, like, the EMS... Get his hand actually wrapped up in bandages. Uh, it's closed for Halloween. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they pretty much just did like the, the Bruce Campbell style, like wrap it in duct tape or something and right. go get married. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah. And then on top of that, my uh, brother-in-law, right? He's getting that a call fun. or something. He, uh, we were drinking this uh, Proof Peppermint Schnapps. Motherfucker in three shots went from like straight sober to blackout fighting drunk. Punched me, my wife, my aunt, and then fucking stumbled down a flight of stairs. It was pretty good. Keep it sick. This is keep a different guy. Take it easy. Bye. Yeah, he says his cousin was drinking, what was it, 100 proof peppermint schnapps and ended up getting really drunk and then punched him, his wife, and his aunt before falling down a staircase. <laughs> I would have enjoyed being at That's that wedding. That's called the big finish. I would have enjoyed being at that wedding. I don't really like peppermint schnapps, though. Yeah, but, uh, you know, a white trash wedding like that. I mean, a white trash wedding on Halloween. That's got to be fun. <laughs> it would have been fun, for sure. I mean, uh, How could it not be fun? Wasn't there a show about redneck weddings? Yeah, I think it might have been called Redneck Wedding. It had Tom Arnold was the host. It was on country music television or something like that. It was pretty great. I don't, I don't even know for sure if these guys are, are white trash, but they, they definitely don't sound like the Kardashians. I don't think this is the Kardashian <laughs> wedding here. but The Kardashians but, uh, kind of are white trash, aren't they? I mean, No, they're, they're Armenian. They're wealthy, but... They're Armenian trash. <laughs> aren't Armenian people white? <laughs> Caucasian? But in that show... They are kind of trashy, though, is what I'm saying. In that Redneck Wedding show, were there, like, massive brawls when someone would drink too much moonshine? I don't remember any assault, but it would just be like, you know... A, like 
they would have like a hunting theme wedding where they like would bring in like a freshly murdered deer carcass and, <laughs> and skin all it feed off altar. of it at the same time. Pretty much that sort of thing. Or like there'd be like, oh, we're riding four wheelers to our wedding or, you know, and it would always be like <laughs> outside of a trailer and there'd be lots of Budweiser's being drank. It was pretty entertaining. I remember going to uh, a couple weddings from people I went to high school with in Bay City, Michigan, and it was just like, you know, we got a party ball, a Miller Lite, and yeah. just like one of those like, like tinfoil containers of like potato salad, you know? Oh, yes. Just, Catering. Just on a fold-out table, and you just went there and just scooped it up with a plastic spoon. Yeah. yeah they, they... You don't need any more, anything more than that, in my opinion. <laughs> but That's a lot of the... my oh. theories of wedding, you know, wedding decorum were, were formed in Michigan. From like running out of town hall, like the VIP, wasn't it like oh, the yeah, veterans yeah. town hall or something? The VFW. The VFW. Yeah, people get a VFW hall and it would just be like a couple fold out tables with some like, yeah, like um, egg salad in in one of those like tinfoil containers and just yeah. a party baked ball. Baked beans. Yeah, and Maybe probably a shitload wings. of pepper and chino- Yeah, some wings and some baked beans. You Nothing do have to for vegetarians. For the DJ, though. You, would they always have a DJ? I mean, so, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you got to have a DJ. So they didn't I, have iPods back then. Now you can just hook your iPod up and put it on shuffle. But I've been to but a few that had the had karaoke machines. Oh, and that I've never could, been to a karaoke wedding. That's something new to me. That could cause some uh, skirmishes too, depending on how much uh, how much peppermint schnapps was free flowing. Yeah, but uh, this guy had an, an epic wedding. I would I would have loved to have been at this one. Um, I wonder what the photos ended up turning out like. Yeah, I'm surprised. He, I'm kind of mad that he didn't send them in. Yeah, I would love to see just a picture of the bloody stump. Um, here's another kind of Halloween-themed call, sort of. Hey, Dean Lance, a.k.a. the Sped Parade. This is Carl from Quorum, New York. Uh, Are we the Sped Parade? Different from that, yeah. Different nice. opinion from that fellow who said only the uh, men go out. Because uh, my neighborhood, everybody meets at my house. We have a wagon that we got from Lowe's. We fill it with a cooler. The cooler has two cases of beer in it, uh, Bahama Mala pre-mix, loads of plastic cups, garbage bags, everything we need for a night of drinking. And we roam the neighborhoods with the kids. We're in the middle of the street while the kids are at the, at the doors of the houses. And, uh, oh, after four hours of that, you're basically coming home in the wagon. So, uh, yeah, I don't know where that guy's coming from, but my house... All the wives, and let me tell you, they dress up awesome. So uh, that's all I got to do to keep it together. All right, guys, continue doing what you're doing. Love the show. Uh, I don't know about two stories, though. I always like three. All right, bye. God, you take what you can get there, Buster Brown. So uh, imagine, like, you're out kicking pumpkins. You're, like, 12 years old trying to be a little juvenile delinquent. Uh, you know, smashing people's mailboxes, and you run into the drunken group of dads that can end very poorly. Yeah, I just I wonder. Like, do you think this this dad here, like, probably, you know, what if this dad had like a son who is just like, you know, Dad, I want to go as Tinkerbell this year, and he's just like, No, you're going to be a fireman. And so his son <laughs> has to be a fireman, and then like, you know, later on, he he has to wear a costume he doesn't want to wear, can't be himself, and then later on, he's pulling the wagon full of drunk dads back home. You know, later in life, that kid's going to have some major developmental issues when he looks back on it, and he's like, my daddy used to drink. Who and- doesn't? 
<laughs> I'm a big old bear. <laughs> Although, uh, you know, I kind of got to agree with him. That would be pretty rad. It's like you're basically just bringing your alcohol wagon along with you. And uh, just yeah. like pounding it's beer. Not, it's not appropriate to ever be doing that any other night of the year. Just to walk around the neighborhood with a wagon full of booze. And, and your children and your children are just bringing you back candy. So you're like, sweet, let me see some of those. Let, let me check this candy for pins. I'll take that. I'll take that Reese's These peanut butter Snickers cup. Snickers will sober me up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they did this uh, around the Penn State campus. Hmm. Hopefully not. Um... The uh, third call here actually is in reference to a call that we got a while ago. So here it is. What's up, Sticking Wrong? This is Marty Android. Uh, I'm a recent convert to the show from Joe Rogan's podcast. And uh, this show is far more entertaining, uh, Sticking Wrong, that is. And Don't bad Joe Rogan, Rogan you might come punch our faces in. Yeah, no, I wonder, <laughs> this guy, I hope Rogan doesn't catch wind of this, that you're disparaging his show here on Sick and Wrong. I don't we'll think I could be, take that guy in a fight. We'll all be punched. I bet you that dude would you beat the shit. You don't think you could take him? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there's like some inkling in your head where you think you might be able to take him? Do you him? think you and I, though, if he wanted to fight both of us at the same time, we'd both just get our asses horribly kicked? Yes. You don't think both of us could take him? I mean, I would try and stab him in the nuts or something. I would definitely go I for the nuts. I did fuck a lion once. <laughs> but I bet you that dude could definitely probably beat... I bet you if we even had clones, he could probably beat the four of us. No, four of us could take him. I don't know, man. <laughs> He's a pretty tough guy. If we, got some of, if we got some of our more rabid, crazy listener base there to back us up, I would, I would take that challenge. Yeah, then maybe. And you guys have a 50% off Adam and Eve. I mean, what the fuck? It's 15%. Anyway, on the subject of fuck toys, I got turned on to the show when my friend Raja called in about uh, her story of finding the the dick sleeve on the side of the road. And I, mean, I felt compelled to set a few things straight. Okay, so you remember this. This this girl no. called in, and she... I don't, her name's Raja... Um, yeah. she's, she's, I think she sent us pictures, actually. She's kind of good-looking, too, if, if I recall correctly. Um, but she found just some random discarded dick sleeve, like pocket pussy thing on the ground, and just picked it up off the ground and brought it into her apartment and was saying, is that gross or something? And then her friend wanted to fuck it and was like wondering if it's gay for him to fuck it. Yes. Okay. So With he, another man's semen inside it. Apparently. So this might be the the guy who actually ended up felching that dick sleeve. Sounds like it. First of all, yes, yeah, she told me about it, and of course she's going to go pass it on three pocket clips. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I'll will. take it. But <laughs> well, I went over to her house that day to check it out. Please, can I have some hepatitis? Yeah, it's, sure it's not a free Pepsi. pocket pussy. It's a free used pocket pussy. Yeah, That's just it's basically just a a plastic bag filled, plastic hole filled with disease. But yeah, I'll take that. Thank you. Who's on a pa- who wants to pass that up? And once I saw the state of this thing, I mean, I felt like I may have contracted an STD just from being in the same room with it. But <laughs> I mean, this thing was this thing was absolutely filthy. What else is filthy? is that I was over at her house a couple days ago, and I think she called in back in August, and it's November now. I went in her room, and she's still got it in a drawer with her things. <laughs> and 
absolutely disgusting. I don't know why she's still keeping it around and what she's planning to do with it. Maybe she can fill you in on that. Uh, but I'm not gay. To set the record straight, I'm not gay, but I'm not a germaphobe either. So keep it sick and wrong, fuckers. Wow, that's really, really disgusting. Why the hell would she keep that around? She must have some purpose. She has to call and tell us why. I have one theory. I bet you this is why she's keeping it around, because it's kind of something my sister would do, and women are devious like this. I bet you she's waiting for this guy to like get really wasted and pass out on her couch and, and just her co- and put that cow. thing across his face or something, oh. you know? <laughs> sure. I, I, I picture that, or yeah, or like jamming in his in his cock and like take a bunch of pictures. She has some devious plan for this dick sleeve or it wouldn't or be she's in her just house. a hoarder. Oh, possibly. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's rather foul. I, I'm, I'm surprised that it's still there. It sounded, it sounded to me that she was planning on getting rid of it, but who knows? Maybe she's waiting that's for this guy to us. get married and that's going to be the wedding gift. Use dick sleeve. <laughs> People, you should, you when you this. get married, like the woman should throw her garter, the man should throw his his used dick sleeve that he will never need again because now he has a pussy to call his own. But not just toss it up in the air, like throw it like a baseball pitcher, so it just smashes <laughs> one of your friends in their face and just <laughs> splatters semen. Just years of just saved up, stored up semen. Yeah, that'd be a wedding you'd remember. Then there would yep. be fisticuffs. Um, people sure. can call the Sigaron Hotline at two zero six 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 six. Three eight four six. Uh, real quick, we got an email to the Sigmar Podcast at hotmail.com address here. Um, this guy's talking about horse meat. Uh, what's his name? Tony. Tony writes in Greetings from the land of slanted vaginas, Japan. And a quick comment on horse meat. You know, I don't think they actually really do have slanted vaginas. It's a it myth. It slants. It's a myth. In in one direction or another, it slants. <laughs> <laughs> the Japs, my wife included. Really like horse meat. Unfortunately, they usually eat it like they eat a lot of their fish, raw. So if you ever come over here, ask for bas- basashi, basashi, and you'll be served a plate of usually somewhat thin slices of raw meat with a little chopped onion on top. First time I ate it, it was a rather thick piece if my alcohol cloud of memory serves me right. I was not real keen on eating it, but a rather hot girl at the bar had ordered it to see what the foreigner would do. Therefore, I had to eat it for my country and the possibility of some slanted action later. Don't tell me you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have done the same thing in that thought experiment. I probably would have. Well, I don't know. Unidentifiable meat. I'm a vegetarian. But I do like the... Uh, I would have wanted some slanted action, though. So maybe. Depends on how, it depends on how many Sapporos I threw back. Um, if you read this, I'll leave it to you to guess how the night went in case you were wondering. I bet you she was like, disgusting, you just ate a horse. And just stormed out of the place. I don't know. Would you have done that, Wackerly? Yes. I would eat the horse meat even if I wasn't getting laid. Just to see what it, just to see what it tastes like? Yeah. It sounds like they, they eat it kind of sushi style. Like sashimi. Sure. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Well, Tony, I imagine you probably did end up getting laid. My question to you is, are you still eating horse meat to this day? Like, I wonder if, like, Thursdays is horse, horse loaf. I don't know. Um, people, you can send emails to Podcast at hotmail.com. Uh, Wackerly, have you been on the forum recently, Sigurong Forum? Not so much, but uh, you know, I'll get back on there soon. Someone uh, started a thread in tribute to you, the Wackerly News Corner. 
Oh yeah, I did read that one. Yeah, they had although it's, now it's just turned into underage chicks in bikinis. It's because they're talking about Avril really Lavigne, celebrities right? anymore, huh? It's because they were talking about Avril Lavigne. That uh, like uh, really, I didn't yeah, see that part. Well, she like got into some fight or something, and they put up a news story about Avril Lavigne got in a fight. In a oh club. right, yes, but she's yes, a right. hot underage chick. I'm not into her. You okay? If if she was like, like eat this horse cunt. meat, and then you could eat my. Slut meat, you wouldn't do it? Like I said, I would eat the horse meat regardless, <laughs> so that's not even a not even a good question. Well, people, you can uh, still keep up with the celebrity news by going to Sick and Wrong Forum. Just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on Forum. Uh, thanks, people, for subscribing to the show on iTunes. I notice our ratings are going up and up. Keep it that way. Just go subscribe to the show, give us a five-star rating, leave us a witty comment, and uh, yeah, we'll... Um, You'll, you'll get good fortune if you do that. And it actually does help us out. Also, uh, you de- still have a little bit of time to buy a Sicaron Quattro tea. I just shipped like 10 of them uh, today. And uh, I can say we only have like maybe a couple extra larges left. We still have a few smalls. So if you're a small person, uh, you're like a dwarf, you can still order a Sicaron Quattro. Or if you're Quattro. If you're Quattro, if you're built like Quattro, you can if still order a Sicaron tea. Yeah. But uh, we'll probably order some more. So uh, definitely go to cigarettepodcast.com, click on store, and get yourself a Quattro tea while they last. Uh, finally, here we're going to end the show with a uh, special Cigarong Song of the Week dedicated to my favorite Republican GOP candidate, Herman Cain. Herman. Is he your favorite too, Wagerly? Yes. Okay. I mean, ever since... For the, sure. Ever since... Even, even better than Michelle Bachman? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Heidecker from uh, Tim and Eric's Awesome Show actually... Produced a nine out nine song album called Cainthology, Songs in the Key of Cain. All nine songs are about Herman Cain. You can buy the mm-hmm. album right now on iTunes, and the proceeds go to uh, charity. Um, apparently, the the Cain um, campaign uh, campaign camp isn't exactly enthused about this, and they've asked him to remove these songs and uh, <laughs> asked YouTube to delete the fan videos that are made to the songs. Because uh, Herman Cain, know that all publicity is good. Well, I don't know if Herman Cain's camp isn't isn't thinking that way. They just want to have videos of themselves smoking cigarettes. That's good. That's good publicity. Herman Cain songs, not good publicity. Huh. Well, regardless, we're gonna end the song with uh, we're gonna end the show here with a song, Cane Train. I like it. All aboard the Cane Train. Next stop, Washington D.C. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see. People will be back next week with episode uh, 304. Until then, take it easy. Good night. Hey, everybody, this is Rich Little. Welcome aboard the King Train. Next stop, the White House. All aboard. One, two, three, four. I said I'm riding the cane train Yeah, I'm riding the cane train Back to you Everything is a total sensation Walking around the entire nation He's gonna take away the blues He's walking around in his blue suede shoes He's walking around in his blue suede shoes Yeah, he's walking around in his blue suede shoes He's walking around in his 
It's a home and train. Cane train is the cane train, baby. Cane train is the cane train, baby. Well, Herman Kane is a national sensation. Taking the train across the entire nation. You can't tell that dude what to do. Cause he's walking around in his blue suede shoes. Walking around in his blue suede shoes. He's walking around in his blue suede shoes. He's got the Hello, this is Ronald Reagan. Please vote for Herman Cain for president. Now, where are all my jelly beans, Nancy? Yeah, folks, this is John Wayne. Don't forget to support the original cowboy, Herman Cain. And ride the Cain train with John Wayne and Herman Cain. This is Bob Hope. Mind if I catch a ride on the Cain train? All aboard. 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 Hi, you forget up. The only thing I want to say is, uh, happy three hundred. And I thought that was a fucking nerd. I ain't really a nerd. I mean, I'd probably kick your ass, but 300 shows just to keep my little dumb ass entertained. I appreciate the fuck out of it. So if Wagley's out there, tell him don't quit. Because fuck. You know, I'm listening to, what the hell is the name? From the Ville. You know, Martin and Steele. Yeah, they're pretty good, but you nasally whiny-ass motherfuckers seem to make my day. So I just hope the fuck you guys keep it up. And uh, I had to say 300 shows. That's fuck. <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know. No more, man. I mean, that's, I don't even know what the fuck to say about that. That's a lot, man. That, that's, that's determination. Keep it up, man. I, I really appreciate you guys being out there. Thank you, bye.